fuck is wrong with you? Guys, you're ruining my intro. Hello, and welcome to Comic Book Wars Podcast, Episode 10. Uh, the comicbookspeculation.com podcast. Uh, I think that's what the website. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the website. I'm Jimmy Linguini, obviously, and uh, we have some great things going on on the website, so you guys should definitely be checking it out. Um, but anyways, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Hey, Sleepy John, check out that new Spawn article I wrote. It took me, uh, I wasn't able to make the last podcast because I was watching this new Spider-Man. I was watching that, and then I wrote this article, and I've been doing that the whole time. So I'm glad I, I'm able to make it to this podcast. Seems like a weird thing to say. And, and that's yeah, I was it. trying to leave the camera on him on, for an uncomfortably <laughs> long amount of time. I'm Nico with your weekend update uh, at comicbookspeculation.com. It's good to be here. Yeah, there seems, to be, seems to be a lot going on this week, uh, comic book-wise. I, I was surprised. There seems to be... Uh, last week, obviously, it was... Per- That'll probably be the biggest week of the year in terms of new books. Uh, last week with Walking Dead, Turtles, a couple other ones that we'll talk about maybe. Um, but so usually there's a big letdown the week after when those happen. This week, I think there's some good books. Again, nothing that's going to be like uh, last week. But well, I mean, the last week books I think are still are still doing pretty well. I mean, we talked about Walking Dead last week, but now it seems to be selling for what thirty to forty bucks. Am I wrong on there? Sold mine for thirty. Know. I saw um, Uncle Chuck was selling ago. them for twenty five still. Well, and that's not bad. Like, no, I didn't. Uncle Chuck. I was I was honestly considering uh, buying one for twenty five bucks, and I was like, man, I, I don't really want to buy one for twenty five, but it's probably not a bad deal. I think I have copies coming from Midtown still, but uh, it seems to be doing pretty well. And then again, like the turtles one happened on uh, Wednesday. We did a quick post about that on uh, Wednesday. Now everybody seems to have jumped on that information. Where uh, we're like uh, turtles fifty one and uh, turtles ninety five seem to be the the right books. And now I guess people are grabbing turtles ninety six because it's saying it might be the first full appearance of uh, yeah. This I was character. surprised. Yeah, Nico was uh, Nico and I talked about fifty one last week last weekend. And he was saying at the time he thought 51 was, would be the one to get. And I said, why isn't it selling for more? It was only selling for like $10 at the time. And now yesterday, uh, people started posting, hey, have you seen 51 selling for $50 now? Uh, so that's the, her first appearance as a human. 95 is when she gets the transfusion from the turtles, blood transfusion and transforms. There's you know one panel there with her transforming. I'm assuming 96 will be kind of her recovery and a story about her learning that she has become a Ninja Turtle now. And uh, today, and uh, yeah, I think it's pretty much just today, some news leaked from the creative people on the on Turtles that 97, she's going to become part of the team and she's going to have a yellow headband. And that was leaked uh, by a couple sources. One was the original... Um, the original uh, storyboard artist who did it way back when 51 came out. So they had plans for her since 51. I mean, that is, that's like a four year story. Is that, is my math right on that? Um, I think it was two years. I I saw the career. I saw um, the artist or the storyboard artist say that she worked on the designs two years ago. So I'm not, I'm not sure if it coincided with 51 but I definitely saw her say that she, she it was it's been established for at least two years that this is where they were going with it. That's crazy to think. Like Marvel would have had it out the next week. 
but they've been yeah. working up the story for so i wonder if there's any other little gems hidden in the storyline along the way yeah i mean it's it really it really popped up on wednesday and i mean we did a full post on it on uh, comicbookspeculation.com but i was really surprised at how the book was uh, selling and i mean we had a po we had a, a link to buy a bunch of copies so i'm still waiting on those copies to to get to me but um idw still had them at cover price so yeah, that's great. Bad book. I, and now, now you have me regretting not buying any 51s because I thought it might just be a throwaway issue. But uh, that's yeah, I think 51s the issue. issue. Um, and here's why. Clearly, with uh, all of the different variants that are popping up about the female turtle, uh, people had information about this plot development before, or at least within a reasonable time period to get like who, 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 inside well, people. Like for store variants. Uh, for IDW, it takes a f it takes uh, longer than the normal variants because of the way they print them. They're printed overseas, so it takes a little longer for it. So I don't think they knew, especially with the I think like what are the variants? There's a San Diego Comic Con variant, which they probably knew, and then there's a Montreal Comic Con variant, and then there's what the um, the pony variant. comics and ponies. And I think they're set up at San Diego Comic Con, so I think they were just looking for a San Diego Comic Con variant. Um, and I think it just it just worked well, out for them. Yeah, because I think they're fair. Uh, don't quote me on this. I, this is the first time I ever heard of Comics and Ponies. I went to their website the other day, and most of their stuff. Well, I won't say they look. Their website looked new. Um, well, they've been some, around for a while. I mean, yeah, at least yeah. at least since uh, since My Little Pony uh, started uh, being published by IDW. Oh, okay. Because I know they. I think they had a few variants that way too. So, um, yeah, they're not. Yeah, a bad they had store. some older turtles variants like uh, uh i think they had a variant for number 50 or something i don't know if it was their store variant but it was just a variant on their website so i it, like it's been around for a while but um i had never heard of them before you had heard of them before jimmy yeah yeah okay but i mean i've i uh for a while there was trying to find store variants that you could flip for money and mm -hmm. they were always on my radar because uh gotcha uh they they kept coming out with oddball ones that you wouldn't expect uh, variants for so yeah. So do you think there would be so FOC I think for 96 was like yesterday Monday or Tuesday? Monday, yeah. yeah Monday. Usually it's on Monday. Um do you think there'll be a store variance for 97? Is that enough of a window? I Even think I think I think it's possible, yeah, that there might be uh store variance for 97. But we'll Cause see. Cuz they have a lot of um not a lot, but there was at least uh four or five uh character designs released through Twitter, uh, through different people, um, as far as like her design variants that they could just throw on a book, I think, if IDW would let them. Well, I, I think if you remember, uh, it was Death of Donatello was yeah. the last time like a Turtles book really heated up. Yep. And that lasted, what, like uh, two months? That's why I sold and they... my, my 95s. I was like, I remember last time this happened, it didn't even, uh, I don't think it was even two months. Well, they did three printings, if I remember correctly, yeah. and all of them pretty much sold well. And they did they did store variants for some of the printings. I know Montreal Comic Con did a a variant for one of them. So it's you never know what, what's going to happen. But I uh, wouldn't say they sold well, but they uh, they only sold for cover. Uh, maybe the second print pre-sold well, but the second print was just like the last panel when Bebop and Rocksteady are walking away is reused art again, and. I remember when it came out, they didn't really sell for anything more than cover. I mean, uh, 90, I, 95 is, uh, 
I don't I don't think it it just it hit everybody by surprise. So I don't think yeah. anybody was really anticipating this. So I think long term it might be an okay book for at least the next six months to a year. But it it all is based on how um, they end up using the character, and if they start making toys of this character, it's a wrap. Then, yeah, it's game over. Yeah, I mean, I like both yeah. the books. I just think that fifty one is uh, the better buy at this at this point. If you're stuck paying kind of close to market, um, because the ninety fives are, are getting such a, a higher price, I don't know uh, that there will be the kind of like Eddie Brock Venom comparison where ninety five becomes the superior book. Uh, because she was such a fixture within the series for so long and had so much uh, development within the series. I think it's more analogous to like a Carol Danvers, Ms. Marvel kind of situation or Captain Marvel situation. Um, plus, I she's think another turtle. She's not Venom. She's not Carnage. She's not I don't Shredder. know. She's not Shredder. Well, and she got the claw hand, though. Yeah, she got like the, uh, the uh, kind of the... Uh, Japanese or Chinese uh, old old school <laughs> claw thing that goes over top of your hand. Um, but and the other thing too is uh, that's a good point. Uh, Shredder's daughter has been in in the older series, and her her books never really took off. No, she doesn't. Yeah, but she know. wasn't a turtle, right? So no, no. I mean, who cares about Shredder's? And it's it's Shredder's uh, granddaughter, right? Is, is the it? character that uh, did it? Yeah, I can't recall. She doesn't have cool armor like him. I don't think. Uh, well, I, he's I he's dead now, though, right? He's know. dead, and she's avenging it or something. People still I read Turtles. That's, well, that's and problem. here's my question: So they're going to launch a new movie. Um, is this peculiar timing? Are they going to do this as the the movie story? No, I, I don't know about all that. Well, I think I this was counted immediately. I think there's I, a much I, higher <laughs> probability than there is with a lot of the crazy Marvel no, I, ideas we have. The thing I'm still to think about is probable, but. The thing to think about, and I didn't really think about this until today, and until I mentioned it, is they're going to make toys of this character eventually. So yeah. these are these are good books to be holding on to because once they make the toys, it's game over. Yeah. So but I, I mean, but that's, I would it, not that's buy an, it right now. I'd say. Yeah, I, I wouldn't buy it now. It's probably going to have a dip, but in, yes. in inevitability is going to be that there's going to be will. toys of this character. Yeah. So I think probably, 95 right. and 97 are going to be the winners, and I think 96 will be slept on because 97 is going to be the first of her full costume with the yellow bandana. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, also, the one other thing is you're talking about that movie, uh, Nico. This this is the City of War arc, which is a previous. Um, there was a previous pretty uh, pretty liked story arc in the old series called City of War Two, which I think was where Shredder's uh, granddaughter showed up. Correct me if I'm wrong. Do you think, think Megan Fox only, could be? That's uh, the only reason turn her into that. a turtle. Um, a man can dream. Um, I mean, are you sure? I I really don't think that we should be uh, trying to be gen gender gender specific to people these days. They're uh, going to recast that movie. Turtle uh, person, whatever it be. Maybe she already considers herself a turtle. Oh, so, well, I saw that at San Diego. At San Diego, they're uh, releasing a Turtles uh, Batman. Uh, no, that's not true. It's at a GameStop exclusive. They're doing a Turtles Batman series of figures. Oh, so what, I thought that was they've cool. already done like three series in the comics, haven't they? Or at least yep. two. Yeah, now they're doing toys because uh, you have Batman toys and you have turtle toys, but you don't have both of them at the same time. So, <laughs> what if I, I took them out of the packages and just put them next to each other? <laughs> so, I think they're doing like six different editions so you can get all of them. Uh, did you hear Ben I, in the, I, I did you guys weird. see what Ben said in the live chat? No, what was that? 
he indicates that uh, it appears that there may be a store variant for 96 that was at least discussed uh, before FOC, and we may be seeing that pop up. So, okay. That, I mean, they're, they're not gonna. They're probably not gonna get more than five hundred. Would be my guess. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I know there was. I know there were rumors about it, but I. I don't think. I don't think there are. We'll see. That, man, they're gonna be missing out if they didn't do one. <laughs> uh, so at any rate, uh, let's yeah, move think, on. Yeah. Well, no, the thing is, like, because IDW oh. has like no money, right? So they use like they use the Anything. cheapest printer they can, and that's why they have, it takes them longer to print the books. Their books are good quality, yeah. though. Sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. 95s weren't anything better. They're a little bit better than Marvel books, probably like DC quality. Um, the other, the one other thing, Jimmy, you did mention uh, the the con variants. SDCC's got one coming up, and uh, so that's about two weeks away, a little bit less. Uh, I think people are going to be shocked when they see the price point on it. Um, the artist uh, Dave uh, Wachter already sold his comp copy on eBay, which was really funny because. Um, one of the guys who I don't know what his role is, but he's like the uh, TMNT handle on Twitter for IDW. I think he was like, people were asking him like, what is this book? I see this on eBay. He's like, Oh yeah, that's um, Dave Wachter's uh, uh, eBay. He must've be selling his already. And, and they were like trying to keep it a secret. So that nobody oh knew God. about it. <laughs> it. It was kind of like, uh, I don't know. It was kind of funny and it sold for like 200 bucks. I doubt he only got one, though. I mean, I'm sure he got Could a be, yeah. yeah. And he does have, uh, um, you know, I honestly did not read the, the uh, description, but he has, you can bid on a sketch cover that he'll draw for you. And he's, he's a good artist. His sketch covers, or his original art is about 800 for a comic book page. I saw it was at like 200 or something for the sketch cover. I'm wondering if it was a um, charity thing. I, didn't, I, I didn't don't think so. I think that I think it, all the money just, went to him. So the charity of him, which oh. is fine. I mean, <laughs> sure, there's nothing wrong with that. Whatever. Usually, when they do that, though, it's like a charity. But that's cool. Okay, yeah, let's move on. Um, what do you guys want to talk about next? I think the one well, I was relying on Nico. I thought, but I think he's zoned out. He's tired of us talking about turtles. That's fine. Oh, that's wow. fine. Like, I, whatever, dude. I mean, uh. We just got a lot to talk about. I'll say this: this Wolverine Blade number one. I am truly I. The Del Auto variant was announced a while ago, but they did not have the artwork at the time, and I am truly shocked that there was only one store variant for this book. Uh, It's a one in fifty Del Auto. Usually, that's going to bring out, and it's a number one. It's Wolverine. It's Blade, who is super hot right now too. Usually, that's going to bring out ten stores to do store variants. There was only one store that did it, and they just did a virgin cover of the Dave Wilkins A cover, which is awesome. But um, but it's crap. I wish store, the Wilkins in my was opinion. the uh, the, the, the variant. Yeah, Dude, absolutely. The the Del Auto is a big disappointment, especially with the trade on it. It looks like garbage. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not. I think it's the background that makes it look so bad. Yeah, it's if too it was, gray. It just if it was too like bland. the Wilkins. But I mean, even got that red background, it really pops. But the background is the same color as their costumes, which is also Mm -hmm. it's bizarre. That's why it just it's just kind of washes the whole thing. So it's not it's not a great cover. But uh, well, it's it's a great piece of art. It's just not a great cover. It's it's not too. But I I see why it's selling for selling for what ninety to a hundred bucks. So yeah, um, I think it's gonna be hard to find. 
Not like well, yeah. Who's gonna order fifty copies of a Blade versus Wolver- well, the, versus Wolverine mini? How much is the I cover price on the book? Well, it's a mini series. How much is the cover price? I'm guessing four ninety five. Yeah, it's three or four ninety nine. All the Marvel stuff is usually three ninety nine, unless they feel like they can squeeze another dollar out of people. I think it's four ninety nine. Yeah, there's there's no I reason thought about ordering fifty of them. There's no reason, and then I saw the art. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I mean, if you can find one for um, ratio or less, I think it's a good pickup for tomorrow. Um, what do you guys think about Jimmy? Have you read anything about Venom sixteen? Maybe Dylan Brock might get a symbiote in that one finally. Donny Cates is back writing. Is that the one that comes out this week or no? Yeah, comes out tomorrow. Um, I think there's supposed to be like some kind of printing error in some of them. That's something to watch out for. I've got one. It's uh, on the spine. It's to call it a color rub would be the nicest thing. No, what are you talking about? about No, what are you going on? No, no. The Venom Nine. I mean, no, that's not. It's not the printing error. Problem. What are you talking about? That sounds like a shipping issue. What are you going? What's the printing error, Jimmy? One of the pages has like the dialogue is blank. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it has nothing the to do with your like not came to my local comic shop are also mangled. What a loser! We they should all make are. fun of this guy. Hmm. I mean, I don't Who really appreciate uh, your inability to describe. Yeah. Oh, um, I, well, you anything. said you knew what I was talking about, uh, but anyway, so it, I it, think it, that it, was actually supposed to be a braille page for Blind Adam. It could yeah, be, but there's, there's um, it's a two-page panel, and it apparently some of the dialogue isn't there. So I'm not Check sure if that affects all of them. Or the that A covers affects... are mangled at your local comic shop, too. Mine are. At one I mean, of the, but, too. Um, the reason there could be something going on with it is they're doing a PX exclusive uh, that retailers can buy. The last ones they did for Venom um, was three and uh, one of the other ones. But then the, they, the they coincided with San Diego Comic Con, though the last one. Three and the three and nine were the ones they did that were both important um, books in Venom. Three first uh, null, nine was the first full Dylan Brock. So that's kind of how the pieces that have been put together. I don't know. We'll see tomorrow when start the story starts coming out. Could be nothing, but just something if you're at the store, maybe flip through it, see if there's. Uh, and sorry, the PX. Exclusive is just the regular cover, except it says PX on it. It's probably like a black and white with a white background or something. Or no, I think it's like a color fade or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's color fade. Weird. They're doing an Immortal Hulk one too for twenty, maybe I think. I don't know. It's, I don't. It's seems to be a lot of store. It seems to be a lot of variants. Uh, store variants for Immortal Hulk twenty. Um, yeah, I don't know why. Is it people just still? Um, are buying that? Well, I know it's Alex Ross did one, and yeah. uh, a few, and um, well, Ross did Aspen for, did one for San Diego Comic Con, where it's a Dale Keown one. So Ross I, did I it for San Diego too. They just shipped ahead of time, which was nice of them because they're just, selling through the roof. I just thought it was weird. And also, the Ross wasn't the, the Ross reused artwork. I don't know. So it, was, it wasn't really much work for him to. At least I know the um, the Virgin was uh, reused from an omnibus. Hulk uh, one on the bus. Oh, the one that's really popular that sells for like a huge amount. Yeah, they're they're selling for like 150 for a set of the two, and I think they no, were I meant like, the omnibus. But yeah. Oh yeah, it's a variant cover. I think yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, those are hard to find. Those variants. Yeah, they're not like you could order as many as you wanted, um, as long as you ordered one of the other one. But uh, yeah, I guess because of the, I guess the big price tag, nobody really did. It's weird. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. 
So there's another splatter carnage splatter buck too. Well, they haven't really been doing anything recently. I've been noticing, but what's what's the carnage yeah. splatter book for this week? You don't know, I, Jimmy? No, I'm asking you. I heard it was black cat number two. Yeah, that's uh, clearly what it is. Have we determined if there's extra pages in it? Um, no. I haven't. Like, I don't care enough to look, but that's what so I've heard. I went through the two that I had, and the last page does seem out of context of the story. But I don't know. The two that I had came out the same week because it was uh, the Venom and the Symbiote Spider-Man. They don't, like, it's not like you read this page and then this page. Uh, I'm not sure if if they are different or not, honestly. Weird. Uh, I, I never had a um, an original to put next to it. Yeah, I just never cared enough. So I guess the other big books that come out this week, though, are what? Second Coming 1? Which was originally solicited by Vertigo, but got pulled due to backlash. I was really hot. Yeah, when that book got canceled, uh, it was solicited by DC, and so there was an online petition signed by two hundred thousand people to for DC to cancel it because it's it's called Second Coming. It's Second Coming of Jesus. Well, the premise is that God sends Jesus back to Earth to roommate with a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he can so he can learn how to use his powers better, uh, which it sounds weird, but we'll, we'll see how that works out. So um, because of the backlash, the creative team pulled it out of DC because they didn't think it was being promoted properly. And now it's being published by Ahoy Comics. So there's yeah. there's two companies. They're selling well, I guess. So we'll see what happens. I thought it would have more heat on, honestly. When it got canceled, I said, whoever picks this thing up, I'm going to buy some. And so I checked it out this week. It's not really selling. It could be one of those ones like down the line that, that does end up selling for 20 bucks someday, but we'll have to see what the actual content of the story is probably first. Well, it's not the first comic book to deal with Jesus Christ in a controversial way. Oh. So it, it's just uh, weird that these people jumped onto it and it was probably read, because it was DC, but well, what I read was there was like sexual content in it and stuff. So, um, the real Bible thumpers, I think, thought that was not appropriate. For How would you know? Like nobody knows what the content is because we haven't seen the comic yet. So it's a good point. I think I they know. were just—I think they were just assuming there was sexual content, which there probably is, knowing the creative team. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. But uh, uh, and then also, Image has another number one. Well, they have a few number ones. Uh, one being Reaver number one, which sold out a few days ago at distribution and, and seems to be trending just above cover. What do you guys think about that title, Nico? I'm hoping that uh, the ones I pre-ordered are at my other local comic shop who is apparently not real happy with me. Um, we'll see. Oh, that's the one that you said couldn't grade, right? You said that last week on the podcast, and then they started sending you texts uh, and they were all I mad at you? You're putting words in my mouth, but I will say that I did... I feel, like, I feel like that's what happened. I didn't necessarily agree with how they graded. Those I mean, you didn't say who books. it was, but so I mean, record, I don't think they can be. I don't think they can be too really upset with you because I mean, you didn't name who they were. But you also like went to them and then told them, "Hey, like I do this podcast, you guys should listen." And then knowing that, then said that they couldn't grade, which I think is, I think that in itself is really funny. Uh, it's more like price because there's no grades, but price proportional to what a graded book of that you know would go I'm sure, for. I'm sure I'm going to sure. buy for me. I'm sure we'll work out. I mean, I, mean, I can get. I mean, if you want to buy those books, Jimmy, I can, I'm sure I can negotiate it. No, I'm not interested. No, I, no, you're ones, not interested. The ones that you said were I overpriced because they were overgraded. 
I sent you pictures. I well, think. That, see, you're not. You see, what you want to do is you want to walk away. You don't want to keep reinforcing that they're bad. You want to say you were wrong. But it's okay. I get it. I get it. That's I think cool. to get back in good graces, you just need to put the cash up and buy them, and then they'll they'll be like, "All right, this guy is a good customer again." At least that's what they told me. Yeah, they told I, me too that you have to buy the books that you think they overprice and overgraded to be back in their good graces. And never sell Accurate. them because. But um, yeah, Reaver one seems to be doing good. Too. Uh, image. I think I think Reaver was choked on that last part. Reaver is a quick flip. I, I feel like this is one of those books that gets hot and then never comes back again. And there's yeah. nobody on the creative team that I've even heard of before. Not everybody has to get Isn't that started. Justin somewhere. Jordan on that one? No, no, no. it's a different book. No, everybody has uh... to get started somewhere, and it could be a great read, but I just don't see it uh, with is this. It one. Space Pirates. Space Bandits was last week, buddy. No, which one's this one? The Satan thing? Satan in space? <laughs> Why is everything in space? Uh, no, that was that was the space? Jason, that was the Jason Aaron one that was in space. Uh, yeah. Sea of Stars. Yeah, Sea of Stars. But the other image one that comes out uh, is Unearth Number One, and this was originally like it came out in 2017 convention variant, and they called it Downfall. So we'll see how that. Uh, I mean, the convention variant seems to be selling for sixty to seventy bucks, and that's usually a good indication wow. that um the number one like usually the ash canner the first appearance starts selling really well and then the number one does because there's tons of titles where the ash canner the first appearance uh convention variant whatever sell for nothing and uh but usually when it sells well the the it's a good indication that the number one starts heating up so i think that's a good one to keep an eye out for uh i haven't seen any sales above cover yet but i think that it's uh probably on track to start doing that and, so and it's that... written by it's written by Colin Bunn, if that means anything, because he's been yeah, on a think, pretty hot streak recently. I think it does. He he was doing um, Venom when Donny Cates was on break. Was um, so was that Downfall published by Image or was that self published? It was Image a self published convention variant. Yeah. Oh, so Image picked it up. Or, I would assume so. Yeah. I might have ordered those too. Ooh, I'll have to find out. But on Earth, well, there's two covers for on Earth. I just ordered some Colin. They both look series, really cool. I don't remember what that guy was. He's been coming out with so many different books, it's hard for me to keep track. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like he's coming out with a bunch and just seeing which ones stick. But you also have to see, like, does that mean he's going to end, end a few? And I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. Maybe they're all miniseries and they all eventually end and he has them finished already. Hero County still going? It's, Is it's Hero up. County? I think it ended, but I'm not positive. It was up way more issues than I thought it would ever get to. It was in the 30s, I thought. Yeah, I know six, Sixth Gun, too, went to about that. Yeah, okay, we're done with new books. What do you want to talk Sixth about? Sixth Gun went to 75, I think. What? It went that far? I can't remember. I bought the last issue. <laughs> I can't remember how far it went. Just yeah. ended last year, two years ago. Let's talk about Far From Home. Far From Oh. Yeah. Oh, Spider-Man. Far From Home. Spot yeah. Oh. 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 All I know is like, Far From Home spec. The last one, what is the last one called? Like Spider-Man: Far From Beyond or something. Um, <laughs> it was just it was just added onto Netflix, so you can catch up on it before you see the new Far From Home, or you can yeah. just watch it and then listen to John spoil it right now. I'm in. Are you? Do you get paid a plug to put for Netflix or something? No, I just like what else do you have to do? You just got to watch Netflix sometimes. That's the first time I mentioned it. Just I mentioned it to you earlier because I was talking about I'm that terrible scene they took right out. Now. But whatever. <laughs> Anyways, how was the Spider-Man movie? Uh, great. Um, I'll have some of the uh, the royalties from the Netflix plug. Um, I honestly thought Spider-Man uh, Far From Home was 
better than Avengers Endgame. The story I thought was better. It was more believable. Um, there weren't as many of like these loopholes that people talk about forever that people are still talking about, like Endgame, that think upset people. The one thing I will say is I think some people – I haven't read anything. It's been out for a week. I figured more people would be upset with Mysterio's powers because they're all man-made powers. And I thought it was very believable. It was cool. Um, he was using um, drones from uh, that Tony Stark had left back. Those scenes were amazing. Yeah, I mean it. I thought the uh, the imagery on it the it was really good. The CGI, um, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was really good. Oh, I mean, and, like let's think of this through. <laughs> what kind of powers does Spider Man really have? I don't understand. I always thought like that the web came out of his wrist. No, because he made but, the thing right. So, like in the comic books, I mean, I yeah, thought just, it came out of him. He he does like clown acrobatics, right? That was his power that he somehow was like this great acrobat and um, he could sense danger, right? Those are his powers. And so, he's strong, realistically, the only, the only really yeah, the only characters he can fight are people that don't have any powers. So, I think it makes sense that they would go with Mysterio not having any powers. I don't know. This is the first I've heard. It's true. It. But I'm yeah, just saying, true. like, I think that makes sense just because Spider Man is what he's like a seven. He's supposed to be 15, 17, maybe. 17 is the oldest he could possibly be. Um, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I mean, are you going, well, are you going? Pre, I don't know. I'm pre, just thinking, like, I'm just pre, thinking, like, how old he would actually be in the movies and, um, Right, well, and how powerful he could actually be and how he couldn't actually fight uh, superheroes. He'd have to fight humans. That's a good point. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, let's know. get into the books, right? So, so I would recommend seen... going to see the movie and uh, definitely. Um, the books. The books. Um, the, one that, the one that seems to have stood out, which was it, was, it did come out uh, before the movie a little bit, but and it's not a big book, was the... Um, uh, Astonishing X-Men number six, the first mention of sword, which is the, like the, uh, umbrella, uh, that, uh, is over top of shield. And I don't recall them saying sword in the movie in the end credits, but all the speculation is, is to that because Nick Fury wakes up or Nick Fury's on vacation on one of the ships of the scrolls and the scrolls have been impersonating uh, Nick Fury and Maria Hill on Earth for a while. Okay, so, which made what other book take off? Um, uh, are you saying just because of uh, Talos again in the movie? Incredible yeah. Hulk 418, Yeah, and there's so many. That's like, such a garbage book, man. Yeah. Well, there's so many weird editions, <laughs> right? Like there's the deluxe, the not deluxe, the newsstand, yeah. the... There's an ash can on the cover. Yeah, there's an ash can, and like none of them have really gone anywhere, but you can move them now. Yeah. Um, Uh, They were dead in the water when basically Captain Marvel was a huge flop in terms of um, leading right around the movie in terms of selling comic books that were related to it. And then leading up to appear in the movie. I don't recall seeing Norman Osborn, who was was heavily rumored. Uh, I don't recall seeing him. Maybe I Um, missed him. Well, no, he's definitely not in the movie, and uh, ASM 37 is still super hot, but um, there have been reports that indicate that Marvel and Sony weren't able to broker a deal for Norman Osborn, and that he's out, um, and there have been reports similarly that Craven is in uh, for, I don't know, 
Spider-Man Part Spider Three, 3. or wow. his own feature film with Sony or whatever. I, you know, and I get again, none of that stuff substantiated. I don't know where necessarily no, I they fall that. I the mentioned Craven that. Movie. They announced the Craven movie a while back when they announced is like it around the a, same time as like well, the as a solo Sony yeah, film, not right, as right. the villain in Spider-Man Three. And I mentioned to Jimmy that like you know Norman Osborn, well that's he's done, and uh, he's like nope. People still believe in Dark Avengers. Uh, people are still buying ASM 37 and sure as hell, people are still buying Dark Avengers, New Avengers 49. Uh, I mean, they can, do, they, can do, they can do like the rumor right now is Thunderbolts, right? And I mean, that's happening. So people think that the only way to lead to Thunderbolts is through Dark Avengers, but we'll see. Um, yeah, that's that's really the only way that Marvel's done it recently that has resonated with anybody. But I mean, there's a million ways they could do Thunderbolts. So we'll really see how it ends up. And I mean, Norman Osborn doesn't have to be on the team. He doesn't have to lead the team. He doesn't have to make the team. Uh, he doesn't have to do anything. I mean, he obviously is an iron Patriot. So, I mean, we'll see what happens unless they did that storyline. If they went back in time, he somehow becomes uh, the oligarch of uh, the Marvel universe and takes on Iron Man spot in the Avengers. And how did he do that? He didn't, he become like president of the United States or something. And then he's like, I'm going to take that. That was a great thing. And then, yeah. And that was way before Trump and stuff. So there was a lot of political messages in it, but, uh, and now looking back, it's kind of creepy to be like, Oh wait, did, but it was, it was a great series. Uh, what was that? That was all the whole dark reigns, uh, storyline. And that, that went over to like, that was when the Marvel books, like when a storyline would happen, it would affect everything. And they actually did it really well. So I, I don't know. And they just and did that remember, with War of Realms, sixty-seven issues in War of Realms. Yeah, but I mean, well, remember, Dark Reign comes out of Secret Invasion, which is what yeah. people, you know. But I, again, I have very little faith that any of that stuff. Yeah, but I mean, Dark Reign could happen without Secret Invasion, realistically. Um, I mean, the only way that Secret Invasion did it was it made like the world go, "What is happening? What is happening?" And then Norm Osborn came in and was somehow able to. I guess it was run for president, I believe. It wasn't, or it was mayor of New York. It was something in, insane like that. But I'm pretty sure I think it was president. Um, and the only way he was able to do that was because something terrible happened in, in the U.S. So uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was really well done. And I think they could do that without uh, doing any of the Secret War stuff or Secret Invasion stuff. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, what ends up with that? Yeah, and here's kind of this sort of leads me to my uh, next big question, which is in preparation for San Diego Comic Con, uh, are there particular books you guys are looking at? Uh, particular books you want to sell ahead of San Diego Comic Con? Particular books you want to buy ahead of San Diego Comic Con? You're thinking about buying or selling before or after? I think it's a real interesting time for speculators. Um, you know, this very uh, moment, like the week leading up to the week leading up to um, SDCC so, and then the week following. There's did Marvel, a lot to be done. Did Marvel Studios announce? I, I always, I'm getting confused with this now because Marvel Studios is not going to Hall H, correct? Which is right, the, absolutely are. The, the no, they're not. They're not. But Warner Disney Brothers is. is. Disney is, right? Yeah, Disney. Marvel. At Hall H, absolutely. Warner Brothers is not. DC Television sure? is. Hmm. Okay. Yes. I thought. So, uh, if you've got Marvel stuff, the question is, do you want to be selling it now? Really hedging your bet that you're going to be getting premium prices because people are going to want to buy it in a advance of. Yeah, but what do you think is going to be announced? Like nobody think, knows. There's nothing Black to Widow. sell. They're Black speculating, uh, or they're at least, let me rephrase that. Marvel has intimated that there will be some new announcement. So what does that mean? Are they going yeah, to announce? Yeah, there's nothing to sell. There's literally it has, nothing to It has to, to be Black Widow. No, it no, doesn't there's have nothing to be Black I would, Widow. 
that's the only well, thing they're filming right now. Yeah. The, I mean, so if if what Eternal Shang Chi and Black Widow are new all givens. Yeah, I I don't know. Shang Chi has not started filming yet. They haven't even. I don't think there's. A, I don't think yet. there's really anything you can be uh, be doing. I, I don't think there's like I don't think there's any books to be holding out hope for. You just have to wait for the news. There's there's no nobody knows what's going to happen yet. So, so there's no question about that. Nobody knows for sure, or if uh, anybody does, they are absolutely uh, quiet okay. as a church mouse. Now. Nothing to be selling, but you're saying, would you should you be buying something? And well, the only thing they could announce is there's stuff to be selling, right? I mean, you could sell anything um, that you think people will pay a premium for in anticipation of a potential announcement. Um, Yeah, like like, you'd have to be like literally Miss Cleo, and you'd have to be smoking crack, I think, to be to be doing what you're suggesting. Like (laughs) you can't. I don't know the relationship, but well, like Miss Cleo pretends to see the future. And um, uh, I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's I never had a session. The crack part, like crack, helped her actually see the future. May it is possible, but I don't think there's anything you can wait. Like I, I think you just have to wait and see for uh, San Diego Comic Con because we have no idea. I mean, you could sell books now, but they could announce like they could announce a completely new project, or they could just show Howard the Duck uh, animated stuff. You never know what, what's going to happen. So yeah, they could have the animated um, Hulu stuff. They could. There's a ton, have, right? They could have the Phase Four finally release the actual one instead of eighteen different fan made ones that now we don't know what's real. Yeah, and um, then so I don't think there's any books you could be holding. Not for Marvel. Or not for well, Marvel. There's D three, or is it called D three? I forget. The Disney thing that's right after SDCC. Yeah. So, so like I think yeah. you know, and I could be wrong about this, but I think that they will do about you know half of their stuff, whether it's like half the movies, half a TV, plus something new at SDCC, and then I think they'll do the other half of the movies. The other half of TV plus something new at D3. That's my guess. That would make sense. They're so big now and there's so many projects. Um, I, I think that's the way to do it, but we'll see. So uh, not related to Marvel. We talked about some DC stuff a couple weeks ago because they did. They're, they're going to have panels and clips from TV shows like Batwoman and Pennyworth. Um, I think Image may have a couple, couple uh, uh, announcements. I'm think I'm I'm wondering if Todd McFarlane is going to say something about Spawn movie, if because last he said is like everybody basically said no we can't agree. Well, he said nobody can agree on the script and the budget, um, but he wants like complete control over it. I don't think he'll ever give up on it, but I'm wondering if he's just going to say. It's dead right now. We need to go back to the drawing board and, you know, lose Jamie Foxx and um, Jeremy Renner. I mean, that would be huge if they lost them. Yeah, that's, I mean, it would be. That's the only thing selling the movie right now. Yeah. I don't know. The other thing I think will possibly come out is finally what is going on with Paper Girls from uh, Brian K. Vaughn, as he, he teased. Did. A month uh, he teased a month ago. We talked about it on the podcast. What did he we'll tease a month ago? He just said uh, on on Instagram something big is coming. Uh, I got an announcement. Also, number thirty is going to be the final issue of it. So hmm. uh, I could see him. Uh, 
maybe coming out. I don't know if he's scheduled to be there, honestly. He well, somebody started I don't pushing think he out. does a lot of public appearances. Someone started pushing that. Well, no, he does San Diego Comic-Con, though, every does year. He? Somebody okay. pushed out uh, that book recently, right? And uh, said that there was rumors, so it started It started moving for, like, what, 20 bucks now? Paper Girls one? Yeah, Key Collector yeah, put Oh, Key Collector did it? Oh, okay. I didn't know. It was put out a month ago, though, on his own Instagram. I mean, it's it's amazing. Key Collector, though, did that recently, though, and now it started selling? Yeah, two days ago. I don't know, dude. 9.8s were like 79, 80 bucks. uh, Yeah. And when he posted that thing, when he posted on Instagram, some sold, but there were still some available for like 80, 85 bucks that were not selling. I I just don't don't get the market today at all. It's amazing how little people pay attention to stuff and how much they scramble to buy stuff for way more than they could have when stuff becomes uh, stuff comes out. But no, but not everybody can can do what we do, even in terms of uh, just trying to stay up on what's happening week to week. So I'm, I can get that. But I feel bad for people that pay uh, like that we're buying stuff because of a key collector alert when it was already put out that something was going to Well, I mean, if they had been listening it. to our podcast, they would have known apparently. Because apparently yeah. we talked about we it. We talked I about it on remember, our podcast. But... Episode six. Go back. You remember the, the episode and everything. Okay. Check the tape, son. That's that's impressive that you that you remember the exact episode. I'll, I'll give you that. I went back and looked at the outline to see what, how long ago that was. Yeah, I think I have some copies, and I think we talked about it, and I think I just haven't done anything with them. So who knows? Who knows what's going on with that stuff, though? What do you, um, so, so Nico and I actually met up at a convention this weekend, um, and uh, Arthur Sweetum was there. I'm, I've always heard that's how you're supposed to say his name, Sweetum. Oh. I, I don't know if it's Sudium. Most I people it was like know Sidam. him. Sidam, yeah. Who knows? Most, everybody knows him from the Marvel Zombies work. Um, he's been at this convention a couple years, I think, and, uh, you know, his work is very cool, I think, but he lost a lot of, uh, flavor, I think, with the real tight comic book people, uh, the very inner circle when, like, he was, (laughs) a couple things came out about him being not, like, so honest with people, uh, once, there was one story that, uh, I don't know if if you could really ever substantiate it. He stole a table from a guy next to him at a convention. No, you can substantiate. So what he would he like? There's a few stories. What what happened was early. No, Bleeding Cool came <laughs> out with an article about how. Um, what was the article? They came out with an article about Sidam about how like he would swipe stuff, and they found all of these swipes that he had done throughout his career. And there were tons of them where, like, they were You're talking like traceovers, like yeah, we're uh, no, no, not even where they were photoshopped images. Greg where he had, like put a filter style. on. So, no, where they were like photoshopped images and they were put filter. Greg oh. Land, what Greg Land did was he John would take, Gallagher style. Yeah, because Greg Land, what he did uh, was he would take like porn images and then he would just draw over them. So or, all these um, all these female characters would have faces where they're like. And like sports, that was the whole outrage was they be in Sports these, Illustrated swimsuit. Issues. Yeah, they'd be in these really weird poses, and they'd have these really weird like <laughs> sexual expressions on their face, and you're just going like, "What? What is, is going?" Is that on all here? the Marvel covers? But yeah, so <laughs> when when Bleeding Cool did that, one of the things they like they did, uh, I think they did like four articles about it at the time because they keep they kept finding more, and one of them they found that his website. Um, he had it, it promotes him and it says, Hey, like you need to bring me to conventions. I, I have big lines and he had all these pictures of him at conventions. And what he would do is he photoshopped images of him having long lines at conventions. 
uh, which I thought was hilarious. So he 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 even photoshopped promotional that's images of himself. And John, that's what when was your experience with but this that's when the, but, our convention. But that's when I the can't... news came out though that that he was also he when he'd set up he'd like he'd uh, put his prints everywhere and take over other people's tables. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. He does have like four tables set up. I I'm just amazed that people find these pictures cuz the picture that was um that he photoshopped of the line was people outside of San Diego Comic-Con. Just a, a just like a line of people waiting to get in like how do you see that picture and then also figure out that they cut out this picture of people outside? There's Google no context. Yeah. No, like it's not. No, dude, that that was hard. You can't, that, you can't come up with that, though, yeah. because it's they cut the people out of outside in a line and then they put them inside at his table. But so I there's guess, no way to cross-reference the image search, I don't think. So he's been but doing, at any rate. He's been doing store variants for Deceased for, I think it's Comic Book University, the, that store. So he did issues, for, uh, variants for one and two. I don't think they did one for three. And they're doing one for four. And so the most recent controversy is it's a Killing Joke homage. And what he did was he completely uh, just took an image, like a cosplay image, and uh, has photoshopped it a little bit. and um, Barely. Yeah, so like Bleeding Cool put out an article with a uh, an animated GIF where it's like exactly the same image. They called it like a, it matched up the pixels, something like that, which was pretty amazing. Like he, like you're saying, it is more like a photo manipulation than and, even drawing. Sidem said that it's 100% like completely he did it himself, and he, <laughs> he used that image as reference. He defended oh himself. My God. He came out with like a long, like I think it was like four paragraphs. And he I said, thought he offered that's, to pay the guy something too. No, and he said that's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, but he said incredible. like he said that like everybody's been doing it forever, and I think then Dave Johnson took one of his old uh, Marvel zombie things and put like a Grosko. Uh, um, uh, Gr Grosko Marks, uh, Marks. Nose, uh, and glasses thing on it. And it was like, oh, hey, look at this cover I just came out with. <laughs> no, he did not. That's no, he did. And that's and that's been like, uh, and then no, and his, his signature's on the bottom of it too, the Johnson signature. Oh so my God. Yeah, Where did so you put that been, on his Twitter or something? No, that's on Facebook. So that's been getting a lot oh, of traction my. recently. I have to look that up. Are that's they still selling the store variant? Yeah. So, like, I mean, it's already commissioned. I don't think DC can pull it. So that's hilarious. I like yeah. Dave Johnson's work. He does some cool stuff. Yeah, he's done. He's done some homages, like uh, the Nick, the uh, Nick Fury. He did like a Deadpool one, which is pretty cool. Yeah, but he's um, never like photoshopped his image. No, he's like never me. said like this is my original work. I didn't. Um, yeah. So at any rate, he, he was at this con and he's been there and. Uh, for multiple years and he has he takes like uh at least three tables eight foot tables and he has like his prints laid out and uh he's got kind of like um he's got like a lack uh 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 what do i want to say like a uh a d-level greg horn setup like greg horn has a ridiculous wall that has lights all over it and stuff um his is like a <laughs> five cent version of that and then he had like all of his, um, a bunch of his comics laid out too. And he gets a line, he gets people that want to, you know, want his autograph and talk to him or whatever. But I was walking by probably at like four o'clock and the show ended at six, I think. And there was nobody really there. He was eating like a bologna sandwich, which was hilarious. And uh, the guy I was walking by with knows comics uh, pretty well too. And he knew who he was, obviously. We knew who he was. And he's up there. He stands up. Hey, guys, guys, um, 
this is all my work here. I drew, I actually drew all the art to these covers. See these like Marvel zombies. I'm the artist for these books. Like, do you want to get a um, print or an autograph over here? We just kind of like, we didn't even say anything. We're just like, like mm-hmm, okay. And just kept walking. It was so <laughs> weird. Like, <laughs> like, I think people know him well enough if you're at a comic convention, unless you're there like to cosplay with your kids and stuff, you know, his work. And he was just like selling himself so hard to sell like a $15 print. I felt bad for him. I was just like, I don't know. I kind of thought like, man, you know, maybe back in the day before all this stuff about you came out, I would have been more interested, but I'm not interested at all. I mean, yeah, it was ridiculous. So that was that. What'd you think, Nico? Did you see anybody getting this autograph? I mean, there probably was, right? I paid zero attention uh, to him. Um, yeah. What were you focused on? Um, I was focused on <laughs> Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, about it. Yeah. Go on. No, that's it. Oh. He's uh, a gentleman, and um, you know, it, we uh, had a nice conversation, and uh, you know, that's about the extent of it. He was there with uh, Comic Book Man, three of them, the three guys. Uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to those guys, although we did run into them. Uh, we were eating in that hotel uh, yeah. restaurant. Ming Chen, came. And, uh, Ming Chen was staying there. <laughs> yeah, we just saw him pop out of a car and like run in to the hotel for yeah. whatever reason, and I, then run back out. Again, honestly, uh, I kind of felt bad for him. I, I just don't think it was probably not a big enough show for them to get the attention, attention they needed as yeah, to absolutely. have somebody there all the time. Right. Like, that takes a big show to have people lined up, especially when you're going to sit there all day. When you go to a lot of these uh, bigger conventions, say like Heroes Con, um, the bigger artists are not there all day. They'll come when they want. They'll go and do a panel maybe. And they leave when they want. Now, the smaller artists, the guys that are still trying to get themselves known, they'll be there all day. But I think these guys were there all day, and they're just kind of talking amongst themselves. And yeah, it's grueling. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was in a, it was in a like a, in an arena, so it wasn't like a small setup or anything. No, I thought it was a good show. Yeah. Um, what does that mean in an arena? What does that mean? Like in a, in a hockey like arena? A, yeah, they think, yeah, I think they, they still have, have like the board set up. Those are the best shows when they still have like the yeah. boards. So you can't, uh, if you body check somebody, you got to body check them into the boards. <laughs> they don't have like, those are my favorite comic cons. I mean, it has well, like, the, why, why not? Seating. And maybe I'll talk what? to the promoter about leaving it up next time. Yeah, you got to leave it up because then people are going to start sitting in those seats. You don't want them in those seats. You want them to just. Oh, no, people sit in the seats. No, they, you they don't want Who's the promoter, John? Uh, he's just a local comic shop owner. But what's has, the name of the shop? two shots. What's the comic shop? Yeah. Um, couldn't tell you honestly. I can't think of it off the top of my head. It's a shame. He got an amazing uh, collection of Silver Age books in. Um, I mean, it was truly astonishing. Uh, whatever you wanted, he had it. it. It was awesome. We The area we live in, at least in where I live, um, it seems like there's somewhat of a never-ending supply of good stuff uh or i i feel very fortunate to live in this area in terms of uh comic book collecting because i know people live in other areas and they they can't find anything 
They're lucky to get uh, new books. They're lucky to get any new variants. Yeah, I walked in the There's first a lot of dealer uh, that like I diamond to, had a high-grade giant size X-Men 1 raw that he was processing. I mean, just, it, you know, it's the hottest book in the country. He's like, look what I got. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. The diamond rep in this area must kill it. Just like, I assume they work on commission. They must do very well. Yeah, it was a good buying show. What else, uh, Nico? What do you got on Golden Age stuff? There were a ton of uh, yeah, there were a ton of cool auctions actually that ended tonight. Um, the big boy okay, this was the Superman one conserved <laughs> coverless copy. Conserved, uh, it, yeah, it was a coverless conserved copy of Superman one. Um, and it was a no reserve live auction. It ended for $8,988 and 88 cents. Um, and that on eBay, that was on eBay. Uh, you know, when was the last time you saw Superman one on eBay? I know you've been talking about this, everything moving to eBay. It's wild. Yeah, it's absolutely wild. But like a book like that, why would you put that on auction on eBay? That just seems really odd. Like you said. Superman well, yeah, I mean, number one on auction. On and eBay. I feel like an auction house would give you a better deal on fees than eBay would for something. Well, eBay big, has right? a limit as to how much they can charge you. Yeah, but I feel like auction houses, uh, it would still be better. I don't know. Well, they That's would. I don't know if they. Do you know if they? Um, when you put those big books up, like on. I'm not sure. Whatnot, I'm not sure. Do they just say, you know, we need this to promote our current auction. We'll cut you. We won't. Well, Heritage has the buyer's premium. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, mm-hmm. they. I feel like it depends on who the person is that's uh, consigning the books to the auction houses because I think they make deals based on who it is, how many books you have, what your history is with them, uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. How much? How much your money you're bringing to them? Yeah. 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 Um, that being said, I, I think a lot of this has to do with uh, sellers figuring this out. Um, there's a half a dozen of this book on, you know, eBay right now. I want to take that book to comic link, comic connect heritage where, you know, I may be one or, or one of two copies, um, in a non-saturated market, um, when there's no copies and you can't get in those other auctions, um, you know, because like they put sharp rules. We're not going to put, you know, this book up to compete against this book at the same time uh, in this, you know, quarterly auction or whatever that it may be. Um, then they end up with on eBay. Uh, but there's been like a, um, just a number of really uh, unbelievable books that have been showing up on eBay. So that was like the big dog. Uh, the other uh, one that I thought was real interesting was this copy of horrific number three. Um, that was a, uh, let's see here. It was a, it's a shame. Do I not know what the CGC was on it? I don't think it was, it was graded. Was it? Was it a raw copy? Yeah. I thought it was raw. Cause there was, um, there was a 0.5 copy that sold for just over a thousand dollars, uh, this week, which, you know, point five is like I, I'll handle it to get it in a case, and that's that's how I'm. <laughs> that's your grade. No, this is CGC two five. Oh, it was the one that sold. Yeah, I'm, and I'm able to point, get it into a case. You can have a point five grade. Right. So the point five sold for a little more than a grand. The two five sold for twenty two hundred, twenty three hundred bucks. Which, 
seems like a steal compared to the point five. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, you know, I think what happens a lot of times is there's like an entry level. People just want a book and they'll pay a premium uh, for that particular book. But you don't see that all the time. Um, you know, sometimes with certain uh, covers, you'll see, you know, like and it's really about the spread of the census. Um you know, depending on what the top quartile is or, or top third of the books, uh, sometimes you'll see the books take off, uh, you know, like at a 0.7 or a 0.5 or, or wherever it may be. Um, and, you know, where there's like, uh, for example, a $1,000 buy-in uh, at, you know, for like a, a 2.0, uh, but then you'll see like a, a 7.0 go for like, $22,000 or, you know what I mean? It just kind of yeah. depends on what the spread looks like. Uh, if there aren't a lot of high grade copies. Um, so do you know an individualized decision? Do you know on that, um, on that horrific number three, do you think like, what's the raw sales been? I, I don't know if there has been any on eBay to track, but so like a 0.5 sold for $1,100 could you buy like a complete garbage copy that was uh, for like seven fifty, and, no. and get it graded at a point five and put it in Selford? Yeah, exactly. So, I guess what's the point? Why why would you get it graded then? Because you have to pay a lot more to get that graded. Than, Makes sense uh, to buy graded golden books. People, buyers are really uh, skeptical uh, about being restored. Uh, restoration yeah. was it Frankenstein together? You know, so there's guys that uh, are trusted within the market that get a premium for those books. Uh, buyers go to them specifically, um, you know, and, and they just get much more for their raw copies than anybody else. You know, yeah. when uh, Rick's Neat Stuff puts something up on the CGC boards, um, people are going to pay more for it because they trust him. Uh, you know, he's like the it dealer when it comes to, uh, you know, certain books. Um or one of, you know, a handful of like it dealers when it comes to certain books. The thing that we were talking about that I thought was interesting is that the horrific three arts, uh, a swipe. It's right? not a swipe. It's not a swipe. It's a, it's a, um, it's a Sweden, uh, Arthur. Sudan, no, it's not a swipe. Uh, they just took the exact, San Diego they, they took the exact artwork version. and they, uh, blew it up. They took the head and they moved the head. Yeah. So, I mean, that they cut they out the background. It, they flipped it 90 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you like the other book, Jimmy? Yeah, I think they're both good books to be buying. Um, I, I love mean, the other book. When this I was pointed out a few years better. ago, they both started picking up. Uh, so, uh, Horrific's just a classic cover. It was mentioned in Seduction of the Innocent. And for those um, that don't know... Whereas the other one about. wasn't. So, th that's why I think it's, it's uh, a better book, but... Who knows? I mean, it's a classic book that's been going up for some for time. For those that so. don't know what we're talking about, it's what, War Fury number one is where the art originally gets published. Um, and that was like sometime in 1952. And then like six months later, Horrific 3 gets published. And it, they basically cut the head out, flip it upside down, get rid of the background, and enlarge it. And it becomes, you know, just a really prominent classic cover. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of interesting. The other thing that I thought was interesting um, is the uh, Action 252. There was a CGC 7.0 no That's what, auction. Uh, Action 252 is what, first solo Supergirl? Or what's, is first that first Supergirl? Super first Supergirl. Super okay, because I know well, the first solo Supergirl has been getting a lot of heat recently too. Adventure comics? 
I don't remember what it was. Could Point be being, there's the there's the Supergirl tryout, but which is earlier than two fifty two. But uh, mm-hmm. two fifty two is the one you want to get for Supergirl. Right, and uh, there was a, a no reserve auction for a CGC seven zero. It went for five thousand four hundred dollars, um, which I think is a steal. I think somebody stole that book. Um, I didn't get a chance to look at GPA. I don't know if uh, anybody else did, uh, but somebody uh, somewhere did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I meant uh, did Jimmy or you? Oh. Um, We'll see. No, see, you said you you have GPA, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, see, you pay for GPA, and I was gonna look. You asked me to look it up, and then I asked you if you had GPA. You said yes. You just didn't have it on your phone. So I thought that was such a joke. I didn't look it up. Who doesn't? Who, does, who can't just like put their password in on their phone and figure out the GPA? Well, thing, how are so. you like at convention? So is it my fault? Up, you don't have it, it on your phone. Is it my fault? One hundred percent. But I mean, I also think it's funny that you just didn't know how to like. You, you don't know your password for your GPA account, so. You look, you sound so upset. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nico. I just come on. Oh, you're looking it up right now. Okay. I, I'm actually not. Um, he was looking here, up. Here's his the thing. I feel us. like I do uh, more for your podcast. That's and true. Your scheduling website. That's true. Then you, you can qualify or quantify with words. And when I make minor requests, you should fucking jump. You're right. Oh. No, I said it was my oh. fault. What are we looking up? Action 252? It's not a big deal. I'm over it. Let's move no, but on. Our, to was it action 252? I don't remember. I wasn't paying attention. The point <laughs> is, it was my fault. 100%. I established that. Let's move I was on just to too busy book. laughing at you not knowing your password. What, what's the next book that you found interesting? The Bronze Age uh, Bomber. The Star Wars 1, 35 cent price variant, CGC 8.5, sold for $5,700. What? Wait, say that again. For, for an eight five. What are you talking about? Star, Star Wars one, variant. Cent variant. Oh, the Star Wars one. Star yeah. Wars oh, one. Oh yeah. Okay. Don't CGC get it confused. Eight five sold Don't for five thousand seven hundred dollars. I mean, that book's really hard. It was what they did. It's only a few issues. They did it to check the to do what? Check the um, test market variant. Yeah. So. Yeah, you just never seen it come up. It was on auction. Ever. Live auction. Again, that's weird. Like, that's not a book I'd put up for auction. I don't know. It's a ballsy move, man. I, yeah, I, it is. I, it uh, can work out well. Just like or... the cover with Superman. And, uh, you know, I think somebody stole the action 252. Um, and there was another one that I was kind of shocked at the results from. People also say, like, to not sell around uh, San Diego Comic-Con is, like, a low time for online sales. Now... Is it though? Because I mean, my sales have kind of picked up these last few weeks. I I am completely not worried about any time of the year anymore because I think that's just something that it was in people's heads for a little while. Because what you're saying is you're worried about people going to one convention versus the worldwide masses of eyeballs on eBay. Like this is you're worried about like you know, uh, I mean, what's your audience for any single book? Well, it's kind of like, how do you hit the sweet 2, 000, spot? 2,000, 5,000 right? people. Yeah, if you want to hit the sweet spot, I mean, it's it's impossible unless it's impossible every time. Yeah, it's kind of how do you hit it, the sweet pot, uh, the sweet spot. For example, how are you uh, selling to people that are going to be set up at San Diego Comic-Con so that you can, like, fluff uh, hmm. their wall? That's a good point. I mean, those but are the also, books you want to be selling, right? 
I will say I'm very interested. Uh, a lot of buzz to this Torpedo Comics um, uh, convention that goes on the week before Absolutely. San Diego. So that would be this weekend, right? Yeah, here's a yeah. really good buying uh, buying show. Or at least it was last year. Well, and, and last dealer- year it was small. They were confined last year. Um, they more people wanted. They didn't know what the demand would be. Last year was their first year, right? Yeah, I think, last I think year so. First. I, first or second, yeah. Did you see how many people they have selling this year? No, I haven't really looked into it. it I kind of forgot about it. It's ridiculous. Like anybody and everybody that does uh, big books and is known will be there. And plus their friends. Well, I mean, San Diego Comic-Con setups, what, Tuesday? So they, most of them would be in town already, or you would hope. like. So I think they, I th- they could get to town early for the most part. Think- and plus they had warning, right? So I think that might be why like a lot of the San Diego dealers might be there. And, and then I guess a bunch of other people from California might be showing up. So I think yeah. half of them are over doing, setting up at San Diego because it's, it's not for selling comics anymore. Well, I mean, Chuck went back to it, right? Did he really? Yeah. After blast, putting him on blast when he when his uh, semi couldn't get through the union Dude, unloading. Like, I got to tell you, this week, uh, going through his emails that he sends out, like just going through each one that I've just ignored. That what is going on over there? But that's I, a whole other ignore, thing. I mean, dude, th- I, these emails don't it. make sense anymore. Like, I I don't know. I don't know who's writing these emails. I I no. I phoned Wes. Because Wes is friends with Chuck, and I like Wes is a friend of mine. I said, "What the fuck is going on with your friend?" He's like, "Oh no, he's everything's fine." I'm like, "No, something's going on with Chuck." And then I described to him what I was seeing in these emails. He's like, "No, there's no way." And I started sending him screen caps, and his response was like, "Chuck has lost it." So I, I don't know, I don't know. And this is this is his friend. So I, I don't I know. I thought it was it was a very good recap, and uh, Parasol Patrol came through. Is all I gotta say. It's just I don't not uh, not even that. Just some of these emails are just really weird. But whatever, Chuck, Chuck knows what he's doing, and so yeah, he's he back. At San, he's back at San Diego. Uh, I'm not amazing sure. to me. So, um, I don't know. I, I think there's still comics there, but yeah, there's obviously not. It's not a comic show anymore. Yeah, I, I just can't tell me they were gonna do uh, the torpedo show in lieu of SDCC. Like, a lot I'm of done them. with SDCC. I, I'm gonna go sell comics to people that like comics, and whoever wants to go for the you know uh, pop culture show can do that. But they're not there to buy comics, so why would I go? If I was if I was Baltimore or Heroes or um, Chicago Comic Con, I'd be worried about this show being the premier show in a couple years for golden age uh and you know big money buyers because those those three are pretty much the ones that people go to chicago comic-con wizard world uh baltimore uh, comic-con and heroes con are where people spend their money to get the the big books from the people they trust i think this one's going to turn into that real quick and torpedo um from what i've heard their books are in store are, are really high priced but i think they're very savvy as to the collectibles, the comic market, and know what people want. Well, and well, the reality is, they get the books that nobody else has. I mean, th- that's what you're dealing with with these guys, right? Well, they pay for they pay market price, and then they sell for like way above yeah. market price. So, I mean, them. at shows too, they've had they've been like that, and they're owned by the drummer of um, System of a Down. Yeah, so he's he, and he, he's been known for a while in the comic book community of always of setting up at these shows with uh, his stuff. He seemed and, really um, like a cool dude. Yeah, but and he obviously he just buys what he likes, and he uh, I know he had like a bunch of giant size X Men at one point, like I want to say fifty copies that he took a picture of, like him with all of them. So Jeez. he, he um, they bought 
they bought three Spider-Man 667 Del Autos last year or earlier this year from another guy who was uh, pretty well known in comics. Uh, yeah, supposedly if you want to do sold- something interesting, follow the CGC numbers on the sales on eBay. It's like the same book getting resold. Just crank up the price a little bit. Well, they sold them uh, at a con or not uh, traceable by GPA. So um, I've heard some numbers on them, which seem a little. The numbers that I heard were above GPA, which I don't understand. Uh, like they sold them for or they purchased them at? They sold them for oh, okay. well, ab- well above GPA. Uh, I'm not sure what they purchased them for. I don't know if that – that probably will never be disclosed because yeah. the um, guy who sold them is – uh, I'm not a big fan of his either, but uh, that's a different story. Um, yeah, so uh, they know what they're doing, they, and they have money to do it, and that's basically what it takes. And he's moved the needle on a lot of uh, the PCH books himself. Don't doubt right? it. Yeah. I until mean, there's Black, no question about it. Until Black Cat Collection starts selling his books. <laughs> Cool. He should get a pedigree for his. Cool. Yeah, they're not giving out pedigrees anymore, though. That's why. That's why Magic Woo went over to CBCS, right? The Magic Woo Collection. <laughs> like, what is that? Like, cool name. Oh, I like. It's a cool name there. to see on on books, though. I like that. That was like the um, Power Rangers Go Go Power Rangers variant. What you just did. Oh, with my hands. Did yeah, you see, the, did the, you see the San Diego Comic Con one that uh, yeah. they have coming out? They ha- well, they have a few, which I thought they have a White Ranger one, which I think is cool. But they also have a Make a Wish Foundation one, which is like a kid wanted to be the Yellow Ranger. I think it was. So they, no, I think maybe it's the it's Orange gold, Ranger. It, it's, is it gold? orange or gold or something? Yeah, I think it's orange. So they have yeah. an exclusive variant for that, which uh, is pretty cool. But only thirty percent of the proceeds goes to charity. Hey, really? before we uh, yeah. before we start talking yeah. about different things, can I uh, run through? No, a I just wanted to say that. Sorry, what, what other books? Yeah, are... Just a couple other things that are interesting, right? So there was a Punch One that sold. It was a CGC eight zero for thirty five hundred. That seems um, kind of low, right? Oh, well, I don't know. I, I mean, that's that's a good maybe. price. Um, mm. uh, that's about market, but that's a big book that you don't see coming up. It a just lot, it seems to be coming up a lot more now. Absolutely, um, and then. These are some of the things that I think are really interesting, right? So there's two Phantom Ladies up on no reserve auctions as we speak on eBay. That's terrible timing. <laughs> or maybe uh, great timing, right? Buddy, I've, I've, uh, I can't remember the last time I saw a Phantom Lady up on yeah. a no reserve auction, period. Same um, sellers? I didn't look, and I should have. Uh, the Phantom Lady 17, the classic bondage cover, is one of them. Now, it's a 0.5 copy. Uh, but who knows where that will end. And then there's a uh, number 16 that's uh, like fair, probably like uh one but it's raw. Um, okay. I thought you were saying they're both 17s. No, they're a, no, a 16 and a 17. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and no reserve auctions. The other thing that I thought was interesting is there's a uh, Crime Suspense Stories 22 CGC 5.0 up uh, with a no reserve auction. How much is uh, that at? Earlier today, it was at 2800 Um, I don't know where it's at right now. Um, and then this was kind of wild. Which one's 22 The uh, Johnny Craig what? carrying the head. Like, oh, the most famous which one, is, which one is 22 I don't know the numbers. I just know the cover. Yeah. Well, that's that's if you get I it look at one, the cover and one. I say. It's like I the say. most iconic one, I would say, of all the crime suspense stories. Well, I like the one where uh, the, the most the heroine. 
but nobody else on the podcast likes that one. What are you talking about? I did a variant where I homaged that. No, one. you didn't. You no, you about? didn't. Okay. Never mind. Whatever. Never That's mind. a Moving shock on. suspense story. I don't. I don't know which one that is. I bought it for like twenty dollars, and I like it because again, the guy's the guy has a hypodermic needle, and he's about to do it, and he's like sweating, and I think it's like. I think it's filled with morphine, and there's he like a, the there's a spoon. Around yeah, he has a rubber, and there and there's a spoon there. It's it's really a great. Those books know. haven't taken off though; they're cheap. Um, no, some of them have. Some of them really have taken off though. Some of those. Uh, some of them have though. Yeah. Well, no, no. I mean that specific uh, cover. The oh, it has, that's one of my favorite heroin. ones. It's that's one of my guy, favorite ones too. The one with um, the guy blowing his brains out has not taken off. Uh, not comparatively. I mean, there's just so many copies of EC books. So, but see, like, the same thing the is annual. the same things with like those Green Lantern books, like the one where it's like John, uh, it's Speedy. like my Speedy, my war, don't do heroin. And that one sells well, but the one where it has like them holding him and then it has the big needle the on the cover, it yeah. really does anything. So I, I don't know. And that's my it's favorite one because again, it just has a giant needle on it, and it's like, yeah. come on, this is great. True Sorry. story. All right. What, what other the other one that's interesting is there's a Tech 140. Uh, now, it's a restored copy. It doesn't look like the restoration can be removed without a hacksaw. Um, but it's... Is that, um, something that you, is that something that you suggest people do, though? They try which, to get the restoration they, removed? Absolutely. They, oh, okay. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, is that something you've done in the past? Yes. Okay. And you uh, ever had leafing removed? Okay, so look, uh, it's hard because you can't get an opinion from CGC over the phone. Um, you got to send them the book, which means you got to buy the book and have yeah. the restoration removed. Um, then they like may tell you like, we can't remove it, right? So, like, obviously, they can't remove glue. Uh, you know, when they add pieces, they can't remove that. And, like, major color touch, uh, which sometimes they'll call minor color touch. Uh, that goes like, you know, where somebody takes a black magic marker up and down the spine. I mean, I guess technically they could remove it, right? But it would take forever and the, it would be cost prohibitive. Uh, but like minor color touch uh, on a purple label, um, you know, if it's going profoundly low. Cause it, it, but that was something that you could do a lot easier a long time ago uh, than you can now because people are hip to it. There's still an opportunity to do it, but there's just not a lot of opportunity to do it. Um, and I think you can do it like, you know, look for those books at shows um, as opposed to on eBay. And if you're looking for them on eBay, remember that other people are going to be doing the exact same thing. Um, you know, it's just something to think about. But uh, this isn't one of those books. It is, however, a really pretty copy. And uh, it is a 4.0. And it, it, earlier today, it was like at 1700 you know, and I think like when you look at Golden Age books, uh, the stigma surrounding restoration is uh, increasingly diminishing. People just want copies and um, they would almost rather have, a, you know, a nice four restored copy. You're than talking about supply and demand at this point. No, this is good, though, because I mean, I have the lowest graded Superman 21. It's a 0.5. There's three other like 0.5s, but uh, mine's the only one that's restored. Um, also, I stepped on the slab, so it's crack slab. <laughs> and uh, I think it cost me like thirty dollars, like eight years ago, which again it makes no sense. Thirty dollars, dude. I don't know. And it might have been, it might have been like five or six years ago. I don't know, but it only cost me like twenty bucks plus tax, so which was hilarious. Um, but uh, I mean, this is good news because hopefully I, I can uh, pay for my kids' college. I guess. Well, what I was, was going to ask. Uh, Solid Nicole, plan. Yeah. Nicole I mean, it is, it is, it's, 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 it's rare because it's the lowest graded one. 
I was I, I wasn't gonna go there, but it is no. it is um good that I Jimmy has that. Jimmy has thoughts Offspring? that he will have children. Yeah, that's good. Um, no. They're you not had real mentioned, children. You had mentioned methods of res- um, removing restoration yeah. earlier, and you had talked about a hacksaw. Is that a common method? A common method. Uh, yeah, it's used all the time. Uh, sometimes we'll use uh, sanders, like uh, belt sanders, and uh, yeah. you know, that's uh, how sometimes they... they burn off the restoration. It's that's very how, technical. That's highly Superman technical. One. That Superman one that you talked about earlier it, uh, but, it had the cover on it, but there was a piece of gum on it. So they used uh, belt sander <laughs> restoration and it <laughs> took the cover right off. I feel like we should get uh, T-shirts that say belt sander restoration on them. Uh, that's a new band Damn. coming into town this week. Yes. I wonder if the guy from Torpedo Comics will listen to belt sander restoration uh, music, like if we form a band. He's the or producer. Maybe we can get Jimmy's friends from the Unpressable Defects to do a cover band for Belt Sander Restoration. And then I can just sort of like manage their act and uh, you I'm can lost. open for them and tell them good jokes. I've, I've lost. I don't know what we're going on about anymore. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I know I go on weird rants, but uh, that one lost me. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Well, last... That one lost me when you said Jimmy. Uh, fair enough. There's one last uh, thing that's on the outline, I think. Uh, and this is everybody's favorite movie, Dark Phoenix. Oh. Did either of you actually <laughs> watch it? No, I, I will watch it. I actually thought I did not think the preview looked that bad. I truthfully, I've not been a big fan of many of the X Men movies. Um, what? The, you people, didn't like any? You didn't like First Class? When people Logan? say like, "Well, didn't you like First Class?" I'm like, "What? I don't. Which one was that? I don't." That was the one where they the had one. like Michael Fassbender, and it was cool. And then yeah. they had like a, he was a in sequel multiple, that he's in the new one. Yeah, but then they had a really sequel that, that wasn't like it wasn't as good as First Class, but it was still good. Was um, was the Apocalypse the one after First Class? I don't remember. Was Apocalypse? That was one of them. I don't think Tragic. I saw that. Age of yeah, Apocalypse. He's yeah, talking yeah. about he's talking about the Days of Future Past movie. But there was a there was oh, a second there that. was a second one after Days of Future Past, right? Apocalypse. There was one called Future Class, yeah. See, oh no, so the, sorry, so there's so we're t- there were four movies. I don't remember that. There's like Weird. eighteen. I guess I only watched the first two. Well, it yeah. also gets confusing when you talk about the uh, Wolverine movies mixed into. But the trailer, the trailer did look really good, and it, it just reminded me of like I didn't, X-Men First Class, so I could see. I didn't watching think the trailer it. looked bad. I think yeah. people were like, "Why are they in space?" Which again. The trailer did not set up why they're in a spaceship all of a sudden. All right. Well, I clearly didn't want to talk about that movie. The reason I want to oh, talk wait, about you it, added, I thought you added it to the outline. I nope, thought that you was just sleeping. wanted to talk. Oh, you know, you can do like you can just ignore things if you don't want to talk about. Them. Sure. Yeah. No, no. There's. I have a tangential point that I think is oh. interesting. Oh, yeah. Or you want to talk yeah, yeah. about how it's gonna bomb harder than the Michael B. Jordan Fantastic Four? No, that's what you wanted to talk about. <laughs> what I wanted to talk about was we've all seen giant size X Men go nuts, right? But we haven't seen. Uh, comparable incremental growth in X-Men 94. Uh, people who've uh, been in the comic market for decades, you know, obviously remember a time when those books were head to head. You know, 94 never 94 was winning for a little while. That being said, my question is, is X-Men 101 um, going to see the next spike? Oh, I thought now the time to buy. Thought you're gonna see say a correction, because that book has been uh, on a giant increase for five years, probably. The need, I, I, 
I would be interested to look at GPA on that because I bet the needle just goes straight up on it. You know, like what do you mean? 40- you don't, you don't, you don't have GPA on your phone. You I do, but I can't remember my username. I remember my password, but it's my user. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Nico how got many so emails do you have? I have like fifteen. I have like this. I probably have right. like one or three passwords. I think I have like three passwords that I, I just rotate. Just so. With all of the important information that you protect. Yeah, I don't. Who cares? Who's gonna you just like, write whatever. them down on a piece of paper? Aren't you supposed to have your password be password one two three, and then put that like a hashtag on it, also, and like the first letter supposed to be a capital? Don't hack my stuff though. That's definitely not my password. That's my password. <laughs> we have to edit that out. Later. That was actually in Spider Man. John Favreau, the um, best actor in the Spider Man movie, he told him his password was password. No, you have so, to have letters, like, or not letters. You have to have numbers. And, yeah, it uh, has to be an uppercase and a lowercase. Yeah, that's how they change it now. But what else? But, we at, got? but at any rate, uh, I don't know. What, Nico, you do think? Uh, I was I thinking about who's going to replace me on the podcast and who we're going to oh, get to fucking good. write the that's weekend update. Oh, that's that's not good. That's not good. This isn't a good. This isn't a good podcast. Then I think that, Keith will. Oh, you think Keith will? I, I, we might be able to get Keith to do it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not a big. I'm not a big so. fan. I'm not a. Oh, you're going to maybe Keith Sambuco will fucking leave. I'm not a big. I'm not a big fan of coming. Um, honestly, so I'm, I don't think I'm a good. You guys can talk about baseball cards. I'm fine with that. I mean, we, we could talk about Todd McFarlane buying baseballs, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you get really upset now. I, don't I have. Know, I don't know how I feel. It's uh, so the bad. lack of cooperation. <laughs> I apologize. Just a modicum of fucking. Um, I made a note that says for... apologize to him when it ends. I, I wrote that down, so we'll talk. Good. We'll talk after. Um, keeps a notepad going. Yeah, I have to write. You have to write notes now, just in case like something miraculous happens, which it sometimes does. Anyways, uh, I think that was a good podcast. I, I do, even though uh, Nico's <laughs> pulling his hair out. Um, I'm just losing my hair Who now. Knows? It could be worse. Um, yeah. So thanks, guys. We'll catch you next week, hopefully. Um, maybe Keith will be here. Maybe uh, Nico will be here. You never know. Um, but yeah, thanks again, guys. We'll, we'll, catch, we'll catch you next week. See you next week.